0: It was the best of times, it was the blurst of times.
1: <laughs> Does whatever a spider can. Not even Spider-Man can catch me! <laughs>
0: Quite the same when we were using plastic hurricane
1: glasses (laughs) to drink lactose free milkshake. (laughs) We're living it up in lockdown, too. Yep. Elise, if you could be bitten by a radioactive animal and receive its powers, what would you be bitten by? I'm looking to build
0: my stamina Mm -hmm. and to build my uh, flexibility. So let's Mm -hmm. give me an animal that can that can do that. Thinking maybe, fucking Kristen Wiggs already stolen cheetah.
1: (laughs) Radioactive cheetah. You could become a jellicle cat.
0: That's a risk. You don't want to be bitten by any cat. Because yeah. then if you become, become a superhero, you're just going to look like Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats. Yeah. You just get leg warmers, <laughs> and you just, like, can prowl, and I don't know. And pose. You, it turns your piss poisonous. Yeah. They'll be like, don't touch where that woman is just pissed. It'll, that her urine can blind you. It's very exciting powers. And I don't think I want that. Uh, I wouldn't mind being able to fly. So maybe some sort of bird... Maybe some sort of bat taken.
1: <laughs> no, Batman wasn't written, bitten by a radioactive bat. But he should have been. Yeah, he should have been, but he wasn't because I wasn't writing DC comics 40 years before I was born. An electric eel. <laughs> and then you get electric powers. Yeah. But that's not a bad one. That's not a bad that's one. That's not at a bad all. one. That's pretty good. I'll go with electric eel. What about you? Um, I'd like to be bitten by a radioactive anglerfish. Oh, we've both gone aquatic. Yeah. Nice.
0: <laughs> So are we both getting the ability to breathe underwater, but otherwise the
1: powers of our chosen species on land? Yes, absolutely we are. So we can operate as as Aquaman villains. Yeah. Um. And and maybe like you've gone straight to villains. Yeah, you've
0: gone straight to villains. Am You're I not even wrong? Entertain- <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs>
1: You're not wrong. You went what with electric eel and I Excuse went with Anglerfish. Me.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> spider Man went with a spider and that is coded as a bad animal a lot of the time. Electric electric eels are not born evil. <laughs> They've got evil thrust upon
1: them. <laughs> anglerfish are spooky looking. Yep. Yeah. But I could I could be a spooky goth superhero. Now listen. We get some bioluminescence, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's is that's quite cool. It is very cool, and I think we would be aesthetically pleasing supervillain duos. Yeah, in New York City,
1: we could be like Team Rocket, but the aquatic version. I don't know what your powers are, but mine are zapping. <laughs> yeah, mine are like luring people. Mm, I want, yeah. like, a really stupid 40s comic book power, one of the ones that have been written out by modern polished comic books, so I'm going to go with bioluminescent spit. Not a great power during a pandemic, but we're assuming that didn't happen in this comic book universe. No. Uh, do you do you have, like,
0: a uh, an anglerfish, like, um, lamp that is part of you biologically, or is this one of those things that you add as extra tech?
1: I add it as extra tech.
0: Okay.
1: Um, it's part of my very cool hat. And then it can get really bright and blind the superhero for several seconds. Yeah. While I, I push him over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, my outfit is uh, a sort of, like, gossamer catsuit that has little fin bits that can stick out if I'm in the water. Um, that help me shimmy around. Okay, okay. I'm good at lunging. Yeah. I'm quite quick.
1: Yeah. And I'm zapping. I can unhinge my jaw and just bite a whole arm off a person. (laughs) My big anglerfish teeth.
0: (laughs) I feel like I didn't even choose eel, knowing that I already have expertise in eel throwing. Mm Mm-hmm. That I should probably explain in case anyone who doesn't know me is listening.
1: (laughs) Uh Elise, explain for the listeners who are my friends but don't know you. Um, <laughs> I have to make this real quick.
0: Hi, my name's Elise. I moved to Ely. Ely's a town in southeast uh, England, in East Anglia, and it's in a very swampy location. There's lots of. it's very fenny, there's lots of rivers, there's a high, high, high density of European eels swimming through the rivers. So they built this town and they called it Ely, the Isle of Ely, because it was a description of the place. There's a lot of eels, Ely. That's why. So, you know, it was an eel-based economy for centuries. And that sounds fake. It's not fake. They built for a whole cathedral on eels. People used eel skin as like engagement rings for the longest time. And every year, the town has an eel festival. This is true. And... (laughs) And it's my favorite thing to do in Ely. We have like an eel trail on the flight. You can follow the eel trail to go on tour to the city. There's an eel statue um, at the eel festival. There's a a Chinese dragon type thing, which is an eel. Um, There's an eel parade. You eat eel pie, you have jellied eel. And they have a competition called the eel throwing contest, which is where you just throw eels. It's like a sort of javelin thing. And they're not real eels anymore. (laughs) <laughs> they're just tights with um bits of newspaper in or you could just use like javelins that look like eels um th- and i wasn't even think. there we go there's a context i wasn't even thinking about this backstory when i said electric eel um but there you go there's my backstory and i have actually you know capsized in a boat in the river before where well, there's eels. And the
1: eels would swarm you, and that's when you get bitten by the one that got let free of the lab up the river in Cambridge. Exactly. Where the labs are. The l- well, that's true. Exactly. That's true. I know.
0: This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, this, yeah, there we go.
1: All right. What's your backstory, anglerfish? I was a marine biologist. I was in a pressurized submarine looking at some anglerfish um, under the water. Uh, trying to take, like, a sample off of one of them. And uh, the, the deep-sea submarine lost pressure, and it was going to be crushed. And that's, I don't know, the the glass shattered and it swarmed some anglerfish. <laughs> that saved my life, me as one of their own. And I became as one of them. <laughs> Raised in the you you merely adopted the darkness i was born into it
0: <laughs> do all our villains get along or is there tension like is it this town isn't big isn't big enough for two aquatic themed radioactive I'm, supervillains i'm
1: picturing us like team rocket yeah but at first are we is there tension i think there's tension okay. but then we realize that our true enemy is I don't know, Aquaman, probably. (laughs) Sorry, I was still thinking (laughs) Spider-Man. I think it would be funnier if it was Spider-Man. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. We're in New York. Yeah, we're in New York. We live in this... I don't know if we need to live there. We just drive into New York every day (laughs) to do crime (laughs) and then leave. Uh, Yeah. um. We couldn't pick somewhere on the water, like Seattle. (laughs) Wait, where are we driving into New York from? I don't know. Inland? <laughs> yes.
0: Why aren't we living in the sea? By the sea? We could Along live... Along the coast? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> we're living on Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we living on Ellis Island? That's yeah. in New York. <laughs> Ellis Island, more like. <laughs> oh, that's where our evil lair is. Yeah. Can I just say um, that you said you were a marine biologist mm-hmm. in this backstory, mm-hmm. and I think that that is mm, very specific mm-hmm. for a spider-man villain. Right, right. Because as you know from watching three spider-man movies this week, yeah. that all scientists just do science. Yeah. If they're especially smart like Nobel prize, really? Yeah. They're doing advanced science. Of course. So of I course. feel like if you're going around
1: saying a marine biologist, they're going to get very confused. They really are. So, I guess what I'm going to have to tell people is that I'm an advanced fish scientist. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. An advanced fish scientist who just forgot that New York City is on the coast. (laughs) I'm not a geographer.
0: (laughs) Wait, why would you forget that New York City is on the coast? Oh,
1: because you just did. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because I just did just now.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, am i a scientist in this let's see why not why not why not because
1: i'm looking at eels migration patterns you're the one who dumped the eel in the river because your experiment failed i'm a scientist Yeah, yeah and hoisted on your own petard your eel experiment bit you yeah yeah yeah
0: and then i swam all the way across the atlantic to new york city To get Spider-Man. To to, to go to the world-renowned fish laboratory (laughs) to speak to the Nobel Prize-nominated your character. The fish scientist. The fish scientist. And when I get there, you've just gone evil. Yeah. And I'm sort of interning for you. Yeah. I get ideas of my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm separately villaining. Yeah. And then when I find out it's you, yeah. I'm
1: like, what? And it's <laughs> it's very obvious that I'm becoming evil because I'm wearing a lot more eyeliner. Yeah. I've got my my hair right over my eye in sort of a slash pattern. Yeah. Um. Because one of your eyes is constantly glowing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me team up. Yeah. I wear a lot of black turtlenecks to cover the fact that I now have gills. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't come up otherwise.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always wearing some kind of like cat suit or jumpsuit or boiler suit because yeah. uh, I look nor- mostly normal, but I do have some like eel type fins yeah. along my legs mm-hmm. and my midriff. Yeah. So I can't wear crop tops. No. So I've got to wear cat suits mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> um sometimes with a lab coat over the
1: top. Yeah. Cat suit plus lab coat is high fashion. I carry around a briefcase full of eels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and <laughs> Because they're my minions. And when you open it, you go, fly, my pretties. And here's the thing. You might be thinking, why are they not dying? It's because they're actually robot eels.
1: Right. Of course. Of course. Because part
0: of being a scientist is you you know how to make robots. Yeah.
1: That's part of every advanced science degree is your robotics module.
0: (laughs) So, and they can sort of fly. And then when I'm trying to get Spider-Man, um... (laughs) When I'm trying to get (laughs) Spider-Man, I can (laughs) just use my eel-throwing skills to launch them.
1: Yeah. I launch them, then they start wiggling into action. Yeah. With their little, little gnashy teeth and their taser eyes. The taser, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I'm not sure about you, but I definitely have
0: lift problems. Like I'm I'm on the ground. I can't fly. I'm yeah. just an eel superhero yeah, villain. Yeah. So Spider Man could probably get me.
1: Yeah, this is a real problem. Yeah.
0: At least what movies did we watch this week? <laughs> we watched <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've been talking about Spider-Man all, all the
1: time.
0: We watched uh, three very special movies from the early 2000s. Toby right. M- this is our first
1: triple danger, triple dip and dare.
0: Oh dear lord, it certainly feels like we've been on an adventure. We're <laughs> 15 minutes into the episode and we have not directly addressed what we've done. We've watched
1: <laughs> the three Toby Maguire Spider-Mans. We've also gotten a bit carried away, because not only have we done that, we've watched four episodes of the 80s Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> we've watched uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, the Marvel film. Yep. We've watched selections of Into the Spider-Verse which is too blessed for us to talk yeah. about on this podcast so we won't. We've really gotten into the theme. We've really we've really committed. And
0: also just to say we've finished watching New Girl which is part of the Spider-Man universe.
1: Yeah, yeah it is. Um <laughs> so we're really like
0: fully deep into the lore. Yeah. And we've been watching uh Spider-Man with a keen critical eye. Now I can hear you um you dear listeners out there getting concerned like sometimes Sometimes, guys, when you talk about two movies, the episodes are quite long, because you've got to recount the plot of the two movies, and this is three movies, mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, they're quite long ones. Yeah. Well, yes. They are. We are going to cover the, the plot uh, of each of them. <laughs> yep. In detail? No. no. You're assuming that we, A, remember what happened, <laughs> and B, also want to spend an hour
1: going into the detail of about- the plot. <laughs> of three extremely convoluted films. <laughs> and we don't want to do that to you, dear listeners. I'm just pulling up the Countdown
0: theme tune. It's time. One day Countdown is going to be listening to our podcast. As they do. You know Mr. Countdown. Yeah. Jimmy Carr. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and they're going to say they've stolen this music from us. Yeah. But no one really listens to this podcast apart from 20 of our friends. So. so. Now, how are we going to do this? We're going to do this, um, you take one movie, yeah. I take the next movie, then the third one, which was long, and we were both zoning out on, we just go for it together. Yes.
1: Are you ready to go through the plot of Spider-Man 1? Probably. I've not reviewed the plot before doing this, nor have you no. for any of them, so this is my best recollection of Spider-Man 1. Good luck. Peter Parker is a high school student, even though he's played by easily a 32-year-old man. Uh, He lives with his aunt and uncle. Uh, He gets, on a school trip, he gets bitten by a radioactive spider. He starts to get a bunch of weird powers, uh, including the ability to shoot webs out of his wrists. We'll get back to that later. Uh, As he's discovering his new powers, he decides to go join an underground wrestling ring. In the wrestling ring, he... (laughs) (laughs) And that's all that happened in Spider-Man 1. I thought I had three minutes.
0: No, you have 34 seconds. What? Did I say two minutes?
1: Yeah.
0: I've been having alcohol. (laughs) Listen, do you want another 30 seconds?
1: Uh, no, I'm comfortable with what I've done here today. You don't want to say anything about
0: a certain goblin of a certain color? No. (laughs) No. Oh, dear. Oh, deary, deary me. That was my... I apologize, listeners, for my unprofessionalism. I set you up for a failure there. You we weren't even a third of the way through the movie. <laughs> you don't maybe- know who any of the auxiliary
1: characters are. <laughs> there are no auxiliary characters. It's just the wrestling thing. That's it. That's all that happens on the first one. It's a really long setup. This is gonna make
0: the rest of our description's more difficult.
1: Yes. I don't even
0: remember what happened in the second <laughs> one. And now I have to do that. Yep. <sighs> oh no. Spider Man two. <laughs> Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for a few years now. He's neglecting his responsibilities, including bad pizza. He's bad at pizza, bad at girlfriend, bad at looking after his aunt. He's also a bad journalist. There's a man who's got octopus arms, but it's robot. He's a scientist. He's trying to make fusion. He goes crazy. He goes to his friend Harry Osborn, who's a character, tries to steal some plutonium. I'm not sure. (laughs) The girlfriend gets kidnapped. Spider-Man goes, saves her. His identity, (laughs) Spider-Man. Octopus dies. Am I wrong? I did better than you did. <laughs> you did better than I did. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can redeem myself. I'm sorry, this is... Are we both... Should we... Well... We can do this. Do you want to go for the first half and I go for the second half? Okay, okay. Right, so um, I'll indicate to you when we're at the halfway point. Okay. This is the plot to Spider-Man 3.
1: There's a goo called venom. It's from space and it hates people. And also, there's a man. Uh, he's made of sand and he wants. I'm unsure. He also killed Peter's uncle in the first movie. Um
0: and stop. Uh, Harry Osborn is now the Green Goblin. tries to kill Spider-Man. Mary Jane is upset. They're cheating on each other. And then all the villains co- co- align and <laughs> Harry Osborn dies. But it's okay. When no one likes him. Bye. <laughs> Now, was that a success? Was that bit successful? Please give us the feedback we need to make this listening experience better for you. Do you feel like you know what the plot is of Spider-Man
1: 1, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3? I feel like I know the plots less well than I did before we did that bit. When we've done that
0: bit before with other movies, we've managed to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why is there so much plot in these films? There's so much plot. It's just crammed right in there. And I, in the first one, missed the entire second half of the movie, and I can't remember how we get from the first half of the movie to the second half. No. I don't know what happens. At some point, the Green Goblin exists and wants to fight Spider-Man, but I don't know how that's related to anything that happens in the first half I of the
0: movie. I don't know what the Green Goblin's deal is. I don't know why he's evil or what he wants to do, but I assume he wants to kill Spider-Man because Spider-Man tries to kill the Green Goblin in his efforts to fight crime yes. due to his guilt at the part of the plot that you did describe in detail because I told you it was three minutes and not...
1: 34,
0: 34 seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the Green Goblin's angry. This is a character
1: that has no motivations, I-, I think. I think. I think. He's... Oh, he's he's got a lab and he's making a suit and the suit... The military doesn't want to buy it for reasons that seem personally motivated. Yeah. But I don't know why. And then he gets angry, and he gasses himself with something that's green. Why he has it, I'm not sure. And it makes him strong, and he... And mischievous. And mischievous. Makes him very into jokes, little jokes. And he, he goes into the suit for some reason that's been designed to look like a Halloween monster. <laughs> even though this is how it looks when they pitch it to the military. And also he has all these little little bombs that look like pumpkins. Like Pokemon, Pokeballs. Yeah. Like evil
0: Pokeballs. Um, I don't know why he's trying to kill Spider-Man. And I think, I think it, you could argue, one could argue. One could argue, arguably, <laughs> that in these movies... The villains are not well thought through. No. Because, <laughs> like, let's think about it. I think the, my favorite villain is Dr. Octavius, mm-hmm. who I was calling the robot octopus Yeah. in my summary. Mm-hmm. I was running out of time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's a scientist studying advanced science, which, uh, as you know, is the best kind of science. Of science. He's trying to create fusion.
1: Yes. But on the way to fusion, as a little pit stop, he's invented <laughs> extremely sophisticated prosthetic limbs.
0: Yeah, these AI <laughs> back tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, and like he's meant to be using these as like things to touch the chemicals when he's doing the fusion which is meant to be renewable power. And this is a very nice man. Mm
1: hmm. Um
0: but then he turns evil because the AI um Tentacles get fused into his back and make his their way into his brain. Yeah. And tell him to commit great evil. For
1: reasons we're unclear on, I'm not sure why the AI tentacles wish to kill. No, because they, they, they're they looking for some sort of chemical that Harry's got. Yeah, but, but that's know, to only to make the fusion. That's to make the fuse. Does he want to blow up the city? Uh, that is a risk of the fusion, but I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Oh, Maybe we should have left him to his own devices then. It definitely would have blown up the city, though. Because it blows up the first time they try it. And then the tentacles are like, try it again without changing anything. And he's like, you're right. I need a bigger power source. Mm. And that is... Foolish.
0: Yes. Foolish indeed. So... That's a villain. Yep. And I think he's the most well thought through one. But I think the issue with this movie, these series of movies, is they think all the villains are well thought through. Yeah. The Sandman, I think they're doing something with him. Yeah. And the way he turns in, into basically he is, he he's this guy who escapes from prison. Um, he's committed the crime of shooting Peter Parker's uncle. uncle. Spoiler. <laughs> no, you got to that already. Yeah. <laughs> and um he escapes and on his on the run
1: he finds <laughs> a particle physics a particle lab. physics lab <laughs> uh, I feel like I learn a lot when we watch these sorts of movies because I as a non scientist a non advanced scientist didn't know that particle physics was just spinning sand around real fast That's what the particles are that they refer to <clears throat> it's sand Did you think they were talking about
0: atomic subatomic Electrons particles, and, <laughs> Protons and shit. Yeah. No, they're talking
1: about dirt. <laughs> <laughs> More fool me. <laughs> I learned about protons for nothing in high school. They turn on this high power sand
0: spinning machine, <laughs> but they don't know that a man's in there. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's just a bird. The bird will fly out. But they turn it on and a man's in there. And he turns into sand. Yeah. And then after that, he can turn back into a man. Yeah. But he can also turn into sand and pick up more sand and become like a sand hulk. Yeah. And it doesn't sound that dangerous. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess if you put a bunch of sand together, you get this thing that we in the industry like to call sandstone. Yeah. But that's. Uh, listen, it's going to be a two for two episodes in a row where I'm complaining about rocks. <laughs> but I have so little respect for sandstone, it has no integrity. <gasps> Like, it's easy to build with, I guess. But it's not going to last long. And I feel like he's not even consolidated like a sandstone would be. So I'm not scared of the Sandman. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's a bad villain. Who else we got? Venom. We got Venom.
1: Um, I'll let you take this. A while ago... I'll get some water. A while ago, I made Elise watch the fantastic Tom Hardy film, Venom, which I think spiritually is part of this Tobey Maguire saga. Um, And in my head, all of the events of the film Venom replace most of what happened in Spider-Man 3. Um, But Venom is a black goo from space that is a parasite that takes over people's bodies. Um, And if you are Tobey Maguire, um, it just makes you a bit of an edgelord and if you are tom hardy it makes you very sweaty and stressed and those are your two options yeah um oh and if you are eddie brock in the toby Maguire movie it makes you evil yeah um it
0: it it's, it's, it's a villain that really needn't be there. And I was just saying earlier that what I remembered from watching these movies in the past mostly was the Venom stuff. Yeah. But I think it's because, even though it gets, like, only about ten minutes of this movie of ve- Venom. Yeah. Minutes. It's because it creates the only really iconic part of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Which is when it turns Peter Parker into an edgelord. Yeah. And there's that montage of him... Doing sort of like emo hair. Yeah. He's got like eyeliner on. Yeah. He's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. And he does that dance, everyone knows. Ooh, he's it's finger like finger guns, guns, finger, guns finger guns, double finger guns, double finger guns, slide and gestures to the ladies. Yeah. Spins into a department store. Comes out of the department store wearing a very early noughties suit. Yeah. Does another gesture to the ladies, does two rolls of the arms and some thrusts, claps down, claps in the air, thrusts again, rolls his arms. Did I learn this choreography when I was an undergrad? Yes, I did. <laughs> and that's the only real joy I felt in that movie. And yeah. like, what's Venom's game? What? Does it yeah. have a game
1: or is it just like evil space goo? Because Venom, Venom in the film Venom, Talks to Eddie and seems to have an agenda. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but he has one. He has one. Eddie, kill that man. <laughs> Eddie, I'm hungry for murder. <laughs> Everyone should watch Venom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Venom doesn't talk in Spider Man 3. No. At all, so it's unclear what he wants, really. There's sort of a half-assed sort of thought that Venom might be, like, negative emotions, but, like, made into a plot, like, a plot device. Yeah. But they don't really do anything with that. Yeah. (laughs) Because Peter's feeling very angsty about his uncle's killer being out of prison. Yeah,
0: and it exacerbates his feelings of revenge. Yeah. It gives him a cool black suit. Which yep. makes him better at jumping. Yeah, we get. S- I'm not actually like chill with this. The movie does when he's in the black suit; it focuses on his butt more.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> I feel that wouldn't be okay if if it was a woman.
1: Hmm.
0: You know that yeah. that would feel a bit misogynist. Yeah. But it focuses on his butt quite a lot. Which is a theme in Spider-Man's things.
1: It is a theme, and you get sort of a... Except in the in Marvel's um, Spider-Man movies, Tom Holland's like a teenager. Yeah, so they wouldn't do that with him. Yeah. Um, but they in every other Spider-Man thing I've seen, except Spider-Verse, I guess, but again, teenager. Yeah. Um, that is very much the case. <laughs> it's gratuitous butt shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: gosh. And then are we done with villains? I think so. Yeah, Harry Osborn is is uh is is Peter Parker's friend. Um he's a millionaire and the son of the Green Goblin. So when the Green Go- Goblin dies, Harry then finds out Spider-Man maybe killed him, he didn't. It was a misunderstanding, a big misunderstanding. But he wants to kill Mm Spider-Man, finds out it's Peter Parker, and then wants to kill Peter Parker. Then he gets hit on the head, gets amnesia, everything's chill. then he gets unhit on the head, (laughs) (laughs) remembers everything, wants to kill Peter Parker. Peter then comes and says, Harry, I need your goblin powers to help save Mary Jane. And he's like, fine. And then he dies. So I don't know if Harry ever gets to the point where he's He's always thinking about being a villain.
1: Yeah. But he never
0: really gets there. He's
1: always thinking about being interesting <laughs> and never really reaches <laughs> that is point. It's James Franco. Yeah, it is James Franco. So I feel like he's kind of wasted on this. Yeah. Speaking of people who are wasted on this movie, <laughs> let's talk about Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Mary Jane, also known as MJ, is Peter's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and She's the girl
0: next door. The first lines of the movie, the first one, are like, she's the um, woman I loved before I even realized I liked girls. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> she's the woman I loved. She's the wo- she's the woman I loved. Yeah. Before I even realized
1: I liked girls, I feel like the that's t- a sentence. It is. A, it's a sentence, and it's very early in the first movie. Yeah, it's like the second or third thing. And he it's says. established that he falls in love with her when they're like eight. Or something. Yeah, but it also never fully establishes whether it's a thing where like he's in love with her and she doesn't know he exists until the first movie, or they've been best friends forever and she's never looked at him that way. The movie seems to just oscillate between which one of those two things is true from yeah. scene to scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> I don't mind there being Mary Jane romance stuff. Yeah. In Spider-Man in general. Yeah. But it feels like one of the two of them in the relationship is being evil at any given time. Or both. Yeah. They're never both being chill. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of the problems I have with MJ in this series is that it's very obvious that at no point... During the writing process, did a single person ever think, What's MJ thinking in this scene? (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So
0: in the first movie, she's a head empty. Head empty. She's just supportive of Peter Parker, and maybe she has a bit of a crush, but it's not quite established until kind of at the end. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I can't date you because people who love me get hurt." Which to her, she's like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> 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 she doesn't know he's Spider Man. Yeah, and he only has a part time. He's a freelance photographer yeah. at that stage. So she's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> And then in the second one, time has passed, everyone thinks Peter Parker is irresponsible. Because he's off spider maning But actually, he's saving the city. Yeah. And she's like, Peter, you've been so distant these days. And then she'll be, like, touching his face and touching his chest and being real handsy. Yeah. And then she'll be like, Peter, you didn't tell me how you felt. And I want to know. By the way, I'm engaged to a highly successful astronaut. I don't really love him. Don't blow your chance.
1: (laughs) Like, that happens every scene. Yeah, every time they talk, it's... And this starts in the first movie, because MJ is dating Flash, the guy who's Peter Parker's bully, and then Harry Osborn in the first movie. Yeah. And consistently just... Whole, hanging onto their arm And staring forlornly at Peter Like why are you dating These men that you never even seem To make eye contact with What is happening in your brain
0: <laughs> So yeah in the second one She's doing the same but with this
1: random Astronaut uh, Who is J. Jonah Jameson's son J.J. J. J. Jameson being Peter's boss at the newspaper And I think the best character In all three of these movies combined yeah um
0: he's doing the yelling that we want to be doing yeah you know yeah and yeah she's like dicking around with this astronaut like just trying to bait peter peter's not going because now she's a famous actress yeah and peter's not going to her play but everyone else says everyone else is bringing her flowers but then not when he peter. no when then he finally reveals his spider-man spider-man um, <laughs> she runs away from a wedding to go and be with him. But then immediately in the next movie, when, she, again, she's, you know, an actress and he's, he's saving the city. It's like, she's so needy. She's like, Peter, tell me I'm great. Wasn't I just great? I need to know that I'm great. Like, she says these
1: things. Like, that's basically all she says. And then, Peter's distant, so then she goes and, like, sort of... Cheats on him with Harry Osborne. Yeah, Peter started it. Peter did start it in that movie. Yeah. But just just to track MJ's right. plot... Yep, yep. Like, she never has a motivation,
0: <laughs> ever. Imagine having no motivations. Yeah. Wouldn't life be so relaxing? It's like every morning I wake up and I'm in a situation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you just have to respond to it. And I have to follow my motivations. By... This poor actress, who I, I've seen in other things and is very talented, yeah, is just being given the stage direction to like stare longingly and touch touch Toby Maguire's face occasionally. <laughs> this is it. This is all she's got. Um, what a thankless role. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, yeah, oh,
1: yeah, also be, like, kidnapped by villains. In every single movie. Yeah. She's kidnapped by the Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, and... Is it... This, it's Venom who kidnaps her, not the Sandman. Yeah, uh, Yeah, Venom. it's Venom. Um... So she just screams and gets caught by Spider-Man as she falls from a tall place. And I just... What is going through the mind of people writing this character to be like, uh, I want to write the emptiest vessel of a person I possibly could. <laughs> also, the
0: reporters in town, why has no one noticed that it's the same woman? Yeah. <laughs> getting caught. Because there's always reporters at the scene. It's yeah. like, this just in. Um, a, a giant sand man has has um has kidnapped uh, a young woman mm-hmm. a former actress known to be Mary Jane mm-hmm. and she's being held captive why are the journalists not being like ah it's the woman that always gets captured yeah. by high profile villains
1: and at least like this is a trope and I, I want to blame Superman for this trope because this happens to Lois Lane a lot yeah but at least she's a reporter so there's a reason for her to always be at the scene of weird shit happening yeah, yeah. MJ is not she has no reason to be in any of she's these situations she's just a cafe at the wrong time yeah <laughs> just consistently at the this there's a scene in a cafe when I think Dr. Octopus throws a car through the cafe window yeah and kid Naps MJ when MJ is in, has just gotten engaged to this astronaut and she goes to a cafe to be like Peter are you in love with me and Peter's like no I can't be with you I'm sorry, I was being selfish when I said I had feelings for you. We can't be together. Yep. And she, like, grabs his hand and gets very, like, how could you say this to me? And you can, like, see her engagement ring on her hand in the beginning, <laughs> the front of the shot. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> They're so
0: toxic for each other.
1: They're awful. And yeah, like, Peter. Peter's is like is...
0: watching Lovers Blind all over again
1: <laughs> with Pete... Mark and Jessica. <laughs> Peter's no better.
0: No. He's okay in the first two movies, but in the second one, he's a very, very, very bad boy.
1: (laughs) Peter, uh, for reasons completely unknown to anyone, decides at this big party that's being thrown for Spider-Man that he is at with MJ as Peter Parker. Yeah. And MJ knows he's Spider-Man at this point. He, like... Leaves MJ and is like, "Watch, I'm going to make my big entrance." Runs away, turns into the changes into the Spider-Man suit, swings in onto the stage to talk with Gwen Stacy, who he's recently saved from a falling building. Yeah. Um, Comic book aficionados will remember Gwen Stacy as one of Peter's first girlfriends, but this is not the case in this movie. In the Andrew Garfield one, this is Emma Stone. Yes, exactly. But in the Tobey Maguire movie, she's just like in Peter's class. Yeah. Um. And then he like. Eggs going on to kiss him on stage. Yeah, he says he's like hanging upside down, and this happens with him and MJ in the first movie. Probably everyone who's seen this movie remembers the like logistically problematic upside down. Can I just interject
0: here? (laughs) I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, and this is like what two thousand two. Yeah, I I'm I'm naive to. The world of kissing, I've, yeah. I've never, I've never macked on someone before. Mm-hmm. I've never done a snog, yeah. as we call yeah. it in the UK. Yeah. Full, uh, tonguey tonguey. boom-boom. <laughs> <Phew. laughs> and now I'll never do it again, I've ruined it for myself. Oh. Uh, yeah, so... I was very concerned about the logistics. It looks very romantic. It but does, he's but upside it also down. seems weird. His face is upside down and <laughs> her face is the right way up. And if you're in Australia, it's the reverse of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, like her tongue is going to be at the top of the bottom of his mouth. Yeah. Doing what? Licking yeah. the underside of his tongue? I don't like. Where, what are people's tonsils doing in this? Yeah, like you're touching the the wrong teeth in this scenario. Yeah, it's not right and it's <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's just awkward to watch. This whole thing I've been describing it. You have seen me <laughs> like uh, 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 doing anyway, mouth gymnastics. It's anyway, a, it's a
1: fairly iconic shot. I disapprove from it. the movies. So then he does this with Gwen Stacy and like eggs her on to do it he's like lay one on me and she's like oh are you sure yeah. is that okay like she asks that and he's <laughs> like yeah absolutely the crowd will love it says Peter Parker who knows his girlfriend is, is in what the crowd watching. watching yeah <laughs> and then afterward he has the gall to be like why are you mad MJ and she's like oh, I'm just gonna like fucking go I'm yeah. gonna leave and then I feel
0: awful for Gwen Stacy because after this like Party. they're having a romantic dinner. He's about to pop a question to MJ. Yeah. And um, she's also been fired from her career in musical theatre. Yeah. Because they forgot to give her a microphone. So all the reviews said that you couldn't hear her past the first row. Yeah. But it's because she wasn't wearing a microphone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> and um, then she's already angry with him, obviously. Yeah. Uh, for good reason. And then Gwen Stacy, who doesn't know that he's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And doesn't know about Gwen Stacy as a... Uh, sorry, Mary Jane as a person. Yeah. Comes in and is like, Peter! Oh, it's Peter from my science class. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Um, oh, today was crazy. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but Spider-Man kissed me. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was upside down and it was logistically fine, actually. <laughs> if you have any questions, <laughs> let me know.
1: Anyway, have a nice evening, you two. Goodbye.
0: Gwen Stacy does nothing wrong.
1: Yeah. Gwen has no idea.
0: (laughs) And MJ's, like, glaring at Peter, which is fair enough.
1: Yeah. But then she storms out, and then it, in the next scene, you can hear, like, her answering machine going and Peter talking into it, being like, MJ, just tell me what I did wrong. I don't know what went wrong. Like, do you (laughs) not? (laughs) I don't think she's being <laughs> passive aggressive. I think she's genuinely baffled that you don't know what you did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um in the
0: movie later on, like they've sort of like fizzled out. They've not like full broken up, I think, properly, mm. but she's been seeing Harry on the side. And he's been seeing Gwen. And he's been seeing Gwen. And this is when he's doing his like venom evil Edgelord stint. Yeah. Yes, I hate this scene so much. This gave me bad bad vibes as a kid. Mm-hmm. Gives me bad vibes again now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he takes a Gwen Stacy on a date to the jazz bar where MJ is now employed. She doesn't yeah. like singing in a jazz
1: bar, mm-hmm. but uh, there's the breaks. Peter when you get does this out of a theater. Peter does this on purpose. Yeah, and I think that's important to know because Gwen sees MJ there and she's like, "Oh God, I didn't know she worked here. Do you want to leave?" Yeah, and he's like, "Nope."
0: <laughs> I, he commissions the piano player to do
1: the song. No, he goes up and plays the he piano do, himself. He does it, but it, <laughs>
0: at some point, a song is played that yeah. is the one that she performed in the musical,
1: right? And I don't
0: know if it's at that point. I don't think he's doing that. Mm-hmm. But he, he, someone. I think it's he. No, it's at the restaurant. He commissions them to play the music. Yeah. But anyway, in the in the jazz bar, she's she's singing. She, he makes it very obvious he's there starts playing the piano and he starts like tangoing like really sexually with Gwen Stacy and then uh, Mary Jane's like get the fuck out there's a fight with some bodyguards and Gwen Stacy's like oh shit Peter you just made me do something that was actually very inappropriate yeah and then she goes and apologizes to Mary Jane who's like thanks yeah and that was the one good thing that happened in these movies yeah justice for Gwen Stacy Gwen Stacy is a good person she is and she's a victim. That's the
1: last we see of her. Yeah. I think she should get with the uh, astronaut. Yeah. Who's also a victim. Who's also a victim. We never see him doing anything wrong. <laughs> but for some reason, we're supposed to feel triumphant that he gets left at the altar in the end. Yeah. I don't. He no, seems nice. He's been to space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's done a lot of good for New York. Like, I don't know what he's done I don't for know New what York, he's done. But he's a hero. Uh,
1: n- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter's terrible. Yeah, and and the bit and the, that sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go for
1: it. the The bit where he kisses Gwen Stacy is before he's been venomed. Yeah, he's not under the influence of anything at that point. Yeah. Can we
0: talk real quick about Aunt May? Yeah, she was my favorite character because <laughs> because all of her lines, all of her lines were oh oh no Peter. Peter, you are all right in there? He's like, uh, yeah, I'm okay, Aunt May. Peter, I've made you some minestrone. <laughs> oh, no, the green goblin's here. It's the devil. He has yellow eyes. <laughs> may
1: God have mercy on my soul. If MJ's not getting kidnapped, Aunt May getting kidnapped. <laughs> you can never have a man get kidnapped. No. they're too strong they can wiggle out
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, Aunt May is amusing to me because um, she doesn't find out directly that Peter Parker, Spider-Man but in the second movie, it's hinted that she does, because he gives her. She gives him some very pointed advice about what Spider-Man should do, and this Spider-Man, wink, wink, should, wink, wink, do, wink, wink, this, wink, wink. Yeah. And as the audience, there's like a lot of signals there that you know we we should know yeah. that she knows. And in the third movie, Peter Parker decides to to kill to break his code of conduct, which is not to kill. I mm-hmm. think he never says that, but that's pretty much it not to kill, he wants to kill the Sandman yeah. because they found out that it was actually the Sandman that killed Uncle Ben and not some other guy that yeah. they thought it was. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill him. And he thinks he does. And he tells Aunt May, he's like, did you hear Aunt May? Spider-Man found the Sandman guy last night and he killed him in cold blood. Isn't that great? And she's like, oh, I guess not. No, nah, I guess murder's never a good response. Like, revenge isn't that great. Anyway, Peter, do you want some minestrone? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think she's meant to know it's him now. She's had her knowledge revoked between movies. <laughs> <laughs> because I think she would otherwise have been like, Peter, you shouldn't have killed
1: him. <laughs> Yeah, there's absolutely no hint at all in the third movie that she knows that he's (laughs) Spider-Man. I wonder if it was put in in the second movie to explain why she never gets mad at Peter for ditching her when Dr. Octopus attacks the bank and Peter just bolts to go change into a Spidey suit in the alleyway. I don't know where he goes. (laughs) Just duck under a desk and, like, pull on his leotard. (laughs)
0: That's the thing as well. In this movie, he gets changed into a Spider-Man outfit too quickly. Yeah. Like, I, no matter how many times you do that, it still takes a long time mm-hmm. to get in. You know how I know? Wetsuits. Yeah. Um, in all my years as an eel scientist, <laughs> <laughs> I constantly have to go swimming in the river yeah. of Cambridge, the of Cambridgeshire Yeah. To Cambridgeshire, to, to fetch eels that have broken out of my lab. Um... So, I have to put on a wetsuit each time. But for like kayaking or like other water support activities that I've done, it takes a while to get in, even if you're used to it. You've got to real shimmy yourself in. Yeah. Especially if you're sweaty, which probably Peter Parker is a lot of the time. Yeah. Just seems the type. Yeah. Um, he's also just running around a lot. And he just doesn't, just, he just instantly is wearing it. Yeah. It's not realistic.
1: Sometimes he's got it on under his clothes, but sometimes he clearly doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and still gets into it equally fast. This sort of thing works with Superman or The Flash, who are both have super speed. Yeah. They can get changed as quick as they want. Also, Superman just rips his suit open and there's a Superman suit. Underneath. Right? Which always baffles me because the super suit has a cape. Is that just bunched up in the back of his like work shirts? Because he's usually wearing like a, a button-up work shirt. You know that
0: big red hat he always wears. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've got some news for you. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think of Superman's big red work cat. He's always, like, going off to work in the Daily Bugle. I'm just gonna put on my giant red cowboy hat. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's actually his cape. That's his cape. He just shakes it out and clips <laughs> it on like a clip-on tie. Suits.
0: That's an interesting thing to talk about because in other Spidermans, the Spider-Man in question has to he's got like tech in his wrist to shoot the web yeah but Pepey Maguire Spider-Man basically has this like I'm gonna say it it looks like (laughs) Spunk he's got these glands with a sticky white liquid I'm saying what I see yeah in both of his wrists, and it shoots out of his wrist through him a, h- a hole? That's where his veins are. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: very strange. I'd rather
0: it not be biological, thank you.
1: Yeah, I don't get this choice on the part of the filmmakers, because the Toby Maguire filmmakers are still pretty much trying to convince us that... Peter Parker is a genius in these films and he's like a technical genius usually the way people writing a Spider-Man movie convey that information is to show him building the web shooters but in this one they were like nope the webs come out of his wrists and will never prove he's a genius in any way whatsoever (laughs) also we will frequently (laughs) forget that he wants to be some sort of engineer and say that photography is his dream instead of his side hustle listen here's the thing (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: the writers of these movies haven't taken science advanced science or any because when here's a here's a and I'm not even making this up Mm -hmm. well I am I'm improvising Mm -hmm. but like I'm not doing this for comedic effect here's a conversation between two people who are involved in science who work at Oscorp yeah you think you can get the fusion up and running well, yes, if we just get the eigenvalues powered up to the right algorithm, we can have fusion for days. Perfect. What? <laughs> like, the, the second movie, the word eigenvalues is thrown out, like, 70 times.
1: I like... And that's not, like, as though an eigenvalue is, like, a physical thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they pepper in the word harmonic Oh yeah Occasionally when they're talking about fusion Harmonic fusion <laughs> <laughs> Um Cause Sometimes that's just a word they heard at some point Symbiote
0: Yep It's some kind of symbiote It feeds off the nature of its prey Much like an animal that has a symbiote <laughs> Have you heard of symbiotes Peter? Yeah I think so professor Well watch it cause it might symbiote off you <laughs> With fusion? Exactly. Yeah. With osmosis and fusion. It's been fusioned.
1: I like the shots of any given lab where something is happening. There's all sorts of screens with just a 3D image of, like, a person. And it's got some sort of color value <laughs> in the outline of yeah. the skeleton. And it's just, like, going up and down, like, a sound modulator. It's like in Lilo and Stitch. Stitch is, like, badness level. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it in bad in you red red are, Korea. Stitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening anytime anything happens in a lab in Spider Man. It's like, have we got the the computer set up with the outline of the person so we can show how green they are? Yes, absolutely. I've just realized that Lilo and Stitch could happen in a Spider Man universe. You could just
0: have a like an evil villain creating a specimen six two six
1: for Oscorp for the military. I would watch Spider Man and Stitch. <laughs>
0: I think it could be very fun. Yeah. (laughs) Every villain in Spider-Man, no matter uh, which show you're watching, says, uh, Not even Spider-Man can catch me. (laughs) Not even Spider-Man. And
1: he always can. He always can. He does whatever a spider can. Which is lots. Spin a web any size. (laughs) Catches thieves just like flies. Shannon,
0: do you think (laughs) Spider-Man
1: 1
0: was Curse Blast, or Blast?
1: I'm gonna give it a high blurst. Um, I had a really good time watching it. It was very fun. There were lots of good bits. I liked when the Green Goblin disguised himself as a lady in a burning building by putting a pink shawl over him and then just turning around and going, RAAAARGH! <laughs> 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 when Spider-Man swung in to save him. That was great. Um, yeah, I'm giving it a high blurst, not as in a high-quality blurst, but as in it a
0: high-entertainment High-entertainment.
1: Yeah. I think... I said this while we were watching them. Even a bad Spider-Man movie is a pretty good movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes. I think it is also
0: blessed. I'm not sure about your comment about, because I think the second one in retrospect has just vanished from my brain. I enjoyed Dr. Octopus. Mm -hmm. I think he's a very well-designed villain, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed all the fusions he was doing with the (laughs) eigenvalues. Yeah. As an eigenvalue specialist myself, I often find that... That they fusion. You do, like, one too many principal components analyses, and (laughs) you're in dicey territory. Everything starts clustering around you. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much science for today, thanks. Yeah, Um, But... Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's just, like, teaching us moral lessons that are a bit, like, dubious. Like, y- you can't say he needs to learn responsibility because he already has quite a lot. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, if he's been dedicating his time to saving lives in mm-hmm. a city... That's probably always going to be more important than his pizza job. Yeah. And his relationship with his shitty maybe girlfriend, MJ. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's more... Now, this is me just being a heartless robot, probably. (laughs) But, you know, he's dedicated to one thing that he does well. And as soon as he drops that to focus on his other things in life, things go badly for him. When he focuses again on being Spider-Man, things go well. So I don't know what it's trying to say. But work-life balance, I'm not sure. And I found them... I'm going to give that a high cursed Number
1: two. You're going to give you? number two a high cursed. I'm going to give it a high cursed. I'm going to give it a low blur just because I was... I was really impressed by some of the visuals with Dr. Octopus in the second one. Um, I thought that was going to look terrible. And it actually holds up pretty well. Yeah. I liked the bit on the train. I thought that was visually oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I think there's a lot of really fun bits in it, but it is definitely worse than the first one and more annoying in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I am going to give it a low
0: blurst. Now, it's the third one that I'm having problems with because yeah. it feels like there's three movies in this one. Yeah. Is it too long? Yes. <laughs> is the romance subplot bad?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Does it contain iconic moments? And it's highly memorable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually verging on giving this a very low blast. Yeah. Putting it on probation. Yeah. Like it would. It would be hypocritical of me to say like the second one was a uh, a low cast, and that this one would be like a solid blast. Mm-hmm. It's not a solid blast, mm-hmm. but it's it's the one that gave us the walking down a street going into the department store choreography, and yeah. I think that's iconic. Yeah. And it tries to do a redemption arc, and I quite like the effects on the sand guy. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a really low blurst. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to give it a low blurst. There's big stretches of it that are, are quite boring, but the bits that are entertaining are very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, and similar to my thoughts on Dr. Octopus, I think the Sandman looks really good, and Yeah, I, that surprised me. I wanted more out of the Venom plot, but the yeah. Venom goo looked very cool. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 walked so that
0: Tom Hardy's Venom could run. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we have to be thankful.
1: Exactly. If we were going to tell our listeners to watch a blessed Spider-Man film, I think we both know what that would be. It's a 1980s cartoon
0: episode, (laughs) Reptiles, Reptiles Everywhere. It's Lizards, Lizards Everywhere. (laughs) You
1: absolute heathen. (laughs) Get off of this podcast. (laughs) Some of them were snakes. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the title of the episode. "Is Lizards, Lizards lizards Everywhere.
0: Okay. It's a really good uh, because <laughs> Spider-Man's got the, got the cold, mm-hmm. and um, it's a really, like, telling tale of of, of the inadequacies of non-socialized healthcare. Yeah. Spider-Man's poor, he can't afford drugs, mm-hmm. and he has to fight lizards sick, and the lizards are amazingly animated, and mm-hmm. there's lots of puns about things having
1: scales.
0: And yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's actually... Into the Spider Verse.
1: What year did that come out in 20, 2018, 2019 <sighs> Oh, I think it might have been my, our first year of our
0: masters, which would have been right, like, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Yeah, some one of those. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, it's into the Spider Verse. And I think Into the Spider-Verse offers us a possible solution to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, and it's to stop making them the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies (laughs) and start making them the Jake Johnson Spider-Man movies. You might not have heard of Jake Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch Into the
0: Spider-Verse, we're talking about the actor who plays the jaded Peter Parker. Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker, um, who's a bit of a slob and his life's a mess, and he's trying to train... Miles, yeah, who's the the hero of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> if you've watched New Girl, <laughs> he's a romantic lead <laughs> where he plays the same guy just with our superpowers, and his name is Nick Miller. We now listen the <laughs> in lockdown. <laughs> one, we were feeling pretty bummed out because this thing, this thing called coronavirus, which I don't know about you, but I don't like it, was around and about. Mm-hmm. We decided to watch a sitcom. So we watched Parks and Rec and it was wholesome and good. Yeah. Then we tried to watch some other sitcoms, but they just weren't sticking. Yeah. So I said, how about we watch New Girl? I've watched it before. It's pretty funny. And then we were basically watching it into this new lockdown. Yeah. And and I recommend it. Yeah. New Girl is Blurst. Yep,
1: it's Blurst. And will haunt you for life, I think. (laughs) Yeah, my brain will never be the same. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you watch Nick Miller's life slowly crumble, you will see what we mean by saying we could just take that energy and put it in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film. Yeah. Same character. The exact same character, yeah. Because the the,
0: the the beautiful thing about New Girl is that the character, Nick Miller, does improve slightly, but he only starts to improve at the very end of the penultimate season. Yeah. And only then, very negligibly. Yeah. Like, he still <laughs> carries all of his money in, like, a little plastic baggie. Yeah. He doesn't do his laundry He...
1: Leaves full glasses of milk in his room for weeks. Yeah. he's one That (laughs) haunts me. (laughs) Every now and then on Twitter, like, the name Nick
0: Miller will be trending. Yeah. And it'll be full of people, normies, (laughs) being like, Nick Miller is so hot, I need to find me a man like Nick Miller. And I can't relate. No. Because I don't like the smell of rancid
1: milk. (laughs) But I really need him. I need him to be Spider Man. Yeah, which is how he would say it. He would be, hello, um, I'm Spider Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nick Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, your homework for
0: this episode is don't watch the Toby Maguire movies again. Just just rely on your memory of them. Yeah, watch into the Spider Verse and then immediately chase that down with Sef- six, six seasons, seasons of New Girl because the seventh one was unnecessary and is not canon. Season in my seven opinion. didn't happen,
1: and then you'll understand what we mean because as, as much as as Nick Miller is a screaming catastrophe. He has emotions about things. He's iconic and and reacts to stuff that happens, which is a lot more than I can say for Tobey Maguire (laughs) in these movies. And I don't know for sure that that's Tobey Maguire's fault. It does seem like the director told everyone to act as though they're looking at a blank wall. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, Tobey Maguire, it's an interesting one because I've only other seen him. uh, The only other thing I've seen him in. Is a great Gatsby, yeah. the Baz Luhrmann film. He's playing Nick. Nick <gasps> Haraway. Nick Haraway. <laughs> who who is also like a fairly like unassuming vacant man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't react to things in an appropriate way.
1: Yeah but it really works for him in Gatsby. It works against him in Spider-Man. Um, we need a Spider-Man
0: who doesn't have his life together and he could make improvements. Yeah. And just spends all the time just yelling yeah. in a horrible gravelly, gravelly voice <laughs> and never takes his suit to the laundrette. He just sprays it with, <laughs> with links every morning.
1: Yeah swings into to doing his Spider-Man business with a pocket full of freshly cooked bacon and... <laughs> <laughs> forgets to take the suit off when he goes to the bar at night. Yeah. Just... I think we need that energy, specifically. Yeah. And you know what? While we're at it, we can just have Zoe Deschanel play MJ. Oh my god, so much better. <laughs> and then the only reason she knows it's
0: it's him... Yeah. As Spider Man is because when he's trying to do the upside down kiss, she can smell like the, the particular cologne he uses to instead like spray doing... all of his stuff <laughs> instead of doing laundry. Yeah. Because that's the smell of their apartment. Yeah. And so that's how she figures out. She figures it out through the stench that he's Spider Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, oh, isn't it amazing how every time we do a, an episode on, on uh, not optimal movies, we fix it perfectly?
1: Yeah. We fix so many things. It's amazing that we're not getting paid to be script doctors in Hollywood. <laughs> um, and I really think I should be hired by Disney to write Spider Man and Stitch. Spider Man and Stitch. <laughs> that
0: would be so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and
0: yeah, that we're not in the writer's room for New Girl Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> New Spider Man? you Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be back again. We're your friendly neighborhood podcasters. <laughs> anglerfish and the eel. <laughs> Wait, what is our... What's our names? Yeah. Is that just it? Anglerfish and the electric eel. Oh, yeah. The electric eel's cool. You're happy just being anglerfish? I'm happy just being anglerfish. Not anglerfish and... Uh, Why would you be? That's a bad suggestion. (laughs) I suggested it. Listeners, if you can think of any better villain names for us, uh, great. If not, then why are we paying you to listen to this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get us wherever you get your podcasts.